Hey everybody, welcome to the Coming Out Forums. I'm Dr. Lisa Cook. I am your host. I'm elated today to be sharing with you as our focus is women supporting women getting to their next level by being real and authentic. Here we believe the truth is undisputed. We believe the truth in our lives needs to be shared and as we reveal that truth, we can walk on our purpose and our power. We have so much power waiting for us just for us to tap into it. With that being said, everyone, let's start coming out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Coming Out Forums. I am Dr. Lisa Cook, your host. And if you're in this space today, you know that we are here to celebrate women, walking in their authenticity, walking in their truth, and walking in their power. And today we have a special guest I'm really excited about who is poised to offer her truth as an overcomer and how it propelled her to a space for us to talk about this particular topic today, discovering who you really are and rebranding yourself, your true self, matter of fact. And so I think when we think about this conversation, we want to understand a couple of things. We want to understand this idea of rebranding. And typically that is image of a of an identity that was pre, you know, previously um, recognized by people. And so we think about the idea of discovering who you are and rebranding to the true self, we were coming from that lens, from that idea of this different identity based on my self-discovery. And so I'm so excited. I'm really stoked to have this discussion today because I think this will resonate with women, with people, not just women, really across the landscape. And so I believe that we come to a place in time in our lives that as we grow, as we maturate um, with really understanding who we are in the light of who God created us to be, that there's a, a reckoning with it, a reconciliation that needs to happen within ourselves to understand, okay, am I really showing up in my true self? Am I really the authentic as I can be? And what does that look like when I get to this place? How does that intersect with the people in my world around me? And so with all that being said, I want to introduce our special guest and her name is Abigail Sunday. She's a brand strategist, right? She's a catalyst for transformational change. Um, she's armed with a, t- a rich tapestry of experience from her work, from her worldview. Um, Abigail delivers presentations that that don't only just engage the listener, right? It awakens that latent potential um, within each individual within organizations that she is able to tap into, intersect with, and reaches across her landscape of life and work. Um, she talks about leadership. She talks about purpose. She talks about strategy and how to be more informative around these things. She also puts everyone that she talks to, to this call to action. Like there is something you need to do. (laughs) After you hear her communicate, there is something you need to do based on that information. So she's not just giving you content, but she's asking you to do something with that information. So she encourages everyone to unearth the greatness that they hold with inside themselves. And so this is why I'm excited to talk to her today. I, I feel like she is just right for this conversation. As I mentioned, she has that master's in industrial organization psychology. She is um, she's able to see through the eyes of business and organization to help people guide them to the path to success. She's um, not only a pioneer in the work of education, agile product design and development and entrepreneurship and IT um, that's gained her a global footprint um, in the business arena. Um, she has a unique life story though. And it's, she's overcome obstacles. And that truly sets her apart, which is why we're interviewing her today. Abigail has an uncanny ability to transform from the most particular challenges to an extraordinary opportunities, which again, I think we need to be able to have these conversations so we can kind of look, does that resonate with me? Is there something she's sharing that about her life that I can glean? And so she's um, driven by this idea of purpose-driven life. And so with all that being said, Today, our special guest is Abigail Sunday, and I'm really excited to invite her here and hear her speak today and share with us today. So welcome to the Coming Out Forums. We're so excited to have you here today. Welcome, Abigail. Thank you, Dr. Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I thank you for this opportunity, and I'm so excited um, to get to speak to women who you know, could benefit from this conversation. and grateful for you accepting this offer. And so, you know, let's Lily just start digging into this conversation. You know, as you consider um, your station in life, you know, as a woman, you know, as a friend, as definitely as a career woman, um, looking at this idea of discovering who you 
really are and rebranding yourself. Tell me a little bit how you got to this point. Like, tell me your story a little bit. How do we get here? Okay. One thing that I would like to start off saying is that self-discovery can only happen when life happens to you. Mm. So mm. it's only when your back is against the wall. It is only when you are in the pit and you need God or someone to pull you out. That is when you know that you need to kind of step into a new direction and discover yourself or rebrand who you are. Mm. So I would say one of the reasons why I stepped into this is because I have overcome different types of things in my life. I've went, I've, I've been in foster care. I've been, uh, went through sexual abuse. I've, felt so insecure with my gifts, with my talents, with who I am as an individual. I I used to feel so insecure. I couldn't, I would be in a room and although I would know what I'm talking about, I would feel like what I have is still not good enough. And it affected me in different areas in my life, friendships, relationships, sisterships, whatever kind of ships you want to call it, it affected me. It affected and you. I so feel, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Abigail, just real quickly, just to recap what you said, it affected you in different places. And I heard you say sistership. And so I missed a little part of what you said before that. Could you recap yeah. that? So it affected me in many areas of my life, like career, how I interacted with people. Um, I remember this particular incident that happened to me at work um, when I was working at a company. Um, I remember they wanted me to speak and I was so afraid to even say anything because I felt like what I was going to say wasn't worth hearing. Mm. And I realized that I can't live my life, another day in my life, being this way. Yeah, yeah. I cannot. So what I hear you saying is you describe, describe kind of how I got to this point. It sounds like through the course of your life, there's been some adverse experiences, right? There's been, yes. um, you know, the foster home experience. I resonate with that. There's been the sexual abuse. I resonate with that. You know, and, and it may, everyone, we may have different adverse experiences that we are um, not a fault of our own, or maybe a fault of our own, you know, that we are experiencing that have created some type of, you know, trauma or just disruption in, in our lives that as we grow into adults, we carry those things with us. And I heard you say, you know what? I had some fear. I had some insecurity. And here I am not even seeing that I've been able to move beyond some of those adverse situations, but but I'm still holding on to that. And it's creating when I show up at work, I show up in different spaces, my not recognizing my full potential, right? Not recognizing what I carry inside of me Definitely. that can influence, right? Or impact the space that I'm in. And so I, I want us to kind of, you know, consider that. And we talk about how did you get to this point? And I talked about this reckoning. You said, you know, my, my back was against the wall. There was, I recognized that I was in places that I was afraid to be me, right? And um, and so talk to me about when you, you know, and those moments that you kind of described a minute ago, when you were, you know, in those moments, like what was going through your mind? You know, what was you feeling? You know, when you're like, oh my God, I'm in these spaces and I'm not even showing up as I hope that I know that I can, right? Tell me a little bit more, like dig a deeper into that a little bit for me. I felt that the expectations that people had for me were weighing me down. And mm -hmm. I continuously had to compare. I come from a Nigerian family. And I don't know if you know anything about Nigerians, but they're very prideful in, mm -hmm. they're like the lion and their cub, they're they're very prideful. They're like, this is my child. And when they go into a room, they're like, this is my child. She has this, she has this, she has this, she has this. They're a lawyer, they're a doctor, they're this. And you have that weight on your shoulder that if I decide not to go this path, 
if I decide not to carry the expectations of my mother, my father, my like my childhood friends, if I choose to go in my own path, and if I decide, even that my bosses, my managers at work, maybe they expect me to be this type of person, and maybe mm -hmm. that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. And I grew tired of carrying the expectations of other people upon me because what started happening is you enter into a place where there is an identity crisis. Yeah, yeah. You don't know, are these my expectations? Is this what I really want? Or mm -hmm. is this, or is this what other people want? And I'm trying to fit myself into this mold. I'm, I, I may be a circle and I'm trying to fit myself yes. into a square. Yeah. It doesn't work because that's not work. what I was made for. Exactly. And I think that speaks to from a, so from a, a, a psychological standpoint is I think many of us um, move through our, our lives. And you spoke about your culture, which I think is very, um, very important for us to understand. It's different from everyone, but I do think, it, and I heard you say it weighs heavy, it weighs heavy, right? <laughs> On how I'm supposed to navigate my life. It really, from childhood, I hear you saying, I'm not supposed to move beyond this perception or this expectation. But then we, as you noted, from a psychological standpoint, if that's not who I am inside, right? Who God created me to be, I am a like a square peg trying to fit into like a circle and it, it and it and it creates within you tension it creates yes. lack of peace it creates lack of intentment contentment it creates insecurity and i think many of us can resonate with that because we're trying to hold up to expectations of others whether it's in the workplace you're black women you're nigerian woman you know there's 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 the expectations you know whether you're you know you're walking in a different circle of friends and there's the expectation that you're supposed to live and look like everybody else but yet where is abigail where is who god created me to be and so I, as our listeners are listening today that we we were talking about this point of where does she how does she come to this place of discovering yes that i'm at this brick wall i'm at the space of reckoning of reconciliation with who god said i should be based on all these expectations that i'm carrying on my shoulders day by day that are really causing me to have disruption emotionally probably mentally right <laughs> physically spiritually right within my space of life and so i so appreciate you talking about this and give, giving us a glimpse of what that felt like and looked like for you um and particularly i think you pinching your culture, but I think probably even held even a harder, I think, space for you to kind of navigate through. If you don't mind, just speak a little bit too more about how that shows up too as well. My culture? Yes, your background. You mentioned your Nigerian culture, that kind of that pride and those things. Well, the thing about it is like, there's a joke where if you're Nigerian, you're either going to be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, whatever, like one of these, an engineer, like all those beautiful sounding names. And I remember that when I um went first went into college, I I was like, God, I want to study psychology. And my dad is this is a doctor. My dad is a, a psychologist, and he was like, no. I don't want you to become a psychologist. I don't want you to follow what I did. I want you to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a lawyer and that's what I want you to be. I want you to, be, and you know, my brothers, they went to school for engineering and my other brother, he went to school for accounting and finance and me, I'm going for psychology <laughs> doesn't sound interesting but I was like God I really want you to show me what I need to do and the Lord put it in my heart to study psychology and business and my dad was not happy with that hmm. and that was one of the first times where I actually had to stand up for myself because hmm. I was like no this is what God wants me to do and I have to do it. Mm -hmm. And um and then of course when you get older then there's this you must be married by the age of 27 or 26. The minute you graduate you must have a suitor. Someone has to be waiting at your door with flowers and a ring and 
you have to immediately start your life the minute you graduate. But mm -hmm. I was like, well, I kind of want to discover what I want to do. And mm -hmm. I had to pray about that and say, God, I just finished my degree in psychology. I just finished my degree in business. What is it that you want? I would like my master's degree, but I have two paths to take. I know my dad didn't want me to go this path, but mm -hmm. Lord, we're here. So mm -hmm. show me. And he said, industrial organizational psychology. I didn't understand why he chose that for me, but I put two options before the Lord. I said, I have IO psychology, or I can go on and be like a psychiatrist or, you know, and mm -hmm. do that. And the Lord pointed me into that direction. And some people were like, why didn't you do engineering? Why didn't you do this? Why, why would you do psychology? Psychology isn't where the money is. Mm. But as I got older, I understand that it has nothing to do with how much money psychology brings in, but it has everything to do with what my purpose is and what my destiny is. Yes, exactly. And I, so I listened to you. Thank you for giving us a little more insight to that pressure that you felt from your cultural experience, your family experience. And I would, I would probably guess that many of us who, who have parents who are, you know, have, um, want us to pursue a certain career. And, you know, so I think that's probably common. That's a commonality. I think others that we can hear. Um, and so that, but when we come to a place, well, that's not what I think I want to do. I think what I heard that was what I heard that stood out to me as you described that, Abigail, was your faith and your prayers. And as we think about uh, this discovery of who I am in light of who God made me, and really being able to stand on what that is and trust that it takes it takes faith because yes. now you're standing against what what um, your parents or the society or the expectations, and you're driving down a path that God has told you to drive down. And so I want to kind of talk to you about as you made this kind of shift, as you grew older and understood that these are things, these are things that put the pressure, the weight on me, you know, as you start moving towards this pathway of, I want to do what God is telling me to do. He's made it clear. This is the pathway I go. Um, how did that change your life? Um, and what did you find that you needed um, for um, for yourself as you moved into this pathway? One of the greatest things that God taught me in discovering myself was this. But I want to say something that just came to my mind as we were speaking. Um, expectations. Um, although, no, although God, I have to write it down, although God can tell you a certain thing for your life. God can give you a certain instruction for your life, but people can speak you out of destiny. Mm. And the thing about it is if you are not sensitive enough and if you are rule, and that is what was happening to me, God will tell me something and I would bring it to a friend. This is what the Lord is saying. God can never tell you that this and this and this and that. And because I did not know how to stand on my own yes i listened to god but in some ways people's voices took mm. more precedence over what god was saying and i found myself being talked out of destiny situations because i was listening to the voices of people and i remember there was something in the bible i'm sorry to go this route but there's something in the bible about the old prophet and the new prophet and when the old the new prophet was set on he had something to do with destiny he had an assignment from god and while he's on this journey god told him do not eat or drink where you go and this old prophet heard about all the things that he was doing he heard about the authority he had when he was speaking to a king and then all of a sudden this old prophet although he seemed wise although he he seemed like a man of god he came and took this man out of destiny, out of the instruction that God had for him. And his fate was death. He ended up dying. Now, what happens is when we allow people's voices to shine over the instruction that God has for us, 
things in our life die. It mm. doesn't mean a physical death, but it means that the dreams and aspirations that you once put before the Lord can die. You once aspired to become this national, um, this global fashion designer. And someone spoke to you, well, fashion designers don't make money, but every time you sleep, you see yourself in a room filled with clothes selling out. And that is God speaking to your destiny saying, Hey, this is what I've called you to be. But because someone said, well, my sister tried it and it didn't work. Now you say, I'm going to try, I'm going to be a dentist. Yeah, so so I want to put, um, take a pin here because what what we're what we're talking about is you on you're on your journey in life, understanding who you are, and also understands who who God created you to be. But on top of that, as you are discovering and praying and persist positioning and petitioning God for guidance and and, and wisdom, um, and as He lays that before you, um, there is what you're saying. Do not allow other voices to outtalk the destiny that God has for you. We yes. know our purpose is aligned with God when we are lifting up the name of Jesus. We're lifting up our purpose. It allows us to, in some form or fashion, to to encourage, to speak on, to broaden the scope of God's goodness, right? In, in our lives and other people's lives. And so as we are thinking about what you're saying in sense of um, don't, don't let everybody um, interfere to the where God is telling you to go, because where he's telling you to go, his name not be where they are going and they don't have the authority to speak exactly. that. And, and so it's more about that's about your relational your relationship with God and how in tune you are to doing what he asked of you. And so, you know, that, um, it, he says, whatever you ask of me, you know, it shall come if you are in his will. And so that's the point of what you're saying. Do not allow other people to talk you out of the destiny. And sometimes that may be my own family so, or the closest people to me. And I hear you that what you said, as I've tried, as I went through this pathway, there were times that I actually didn't, I heard God, but I didn't always listen because I let other voices and thank you for that authenticity. Thank you for that transparency, because that's so true to all of us that we don't always take what he's saying and run with it we want a validation from someone else who may not even be talking to god exactly. <laughs> have no relationship with him exactly. so we want to make sure right that we are attuning or aligning ourselves as we are talking about where we're going and understand where our as you talk about rebranding moving ourselves in this pathway that whatever we're asking god for that we're sensitive to the spirit and that who, who we're sharing that with and who that we're allowing them to say into our lives, speaking to our yeah. lives. And so thank you for that point. And I think that's a great point for all of us. Um, as we circle back to, I want you to just talk about as you move through this space and discover, you know, um, what you needed to do, right, to get to, like, to move beyond. I'm, I'm listening to God. I'm moving towards the pathway that he told me to go. You know, um, how then do you, as a woman, express your needs and vulnerabilities? And like, you know, how do you do this as you're rebranding yourself? How do you do this now? Do you know what's funny? The Lord taught me this, and this may be controversial to some people, but I learned it through dating. Okay. Where before I was this type of person that, like I said, because I was it was always about other people. I want to just make other people happy. I found myself in relationships where I would not speak up. Mm -hmm. I would know that I don't agree with something, but I don't speak up because I just want to be at peace. I, I don't want to rock the boat. I just want to be. And the Lord said, one day he said, you need to learn to say no. Mm -hmm. You need to learn how to say no. People may get upset with you, but you need to learn how to say no. So as I dated and the minute something came up that I didn't like, I'm like, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Don't do that to me. I don't appreciate that. That is a boundary. Mm -hmm. You've stepped out of line. That is not what, according to my relationship with God, that doesn't fit into what I want in a man. Mm -hmm. So therefore I cannot continue. And when I started, when I went through this, I'm like, oh my goodness, God, this feels amazing that I can tell people, 
No. <laughs> I don't want to go to the barbecue. Right. No. I could tell someone, no, please, I don't want anyone over. No offense. Yeah. I just need time to myself today. Mm -hmm. And that was what the Lord was saying. It is okay to put you mm -hmm. above the feelings and the needs of other people because I cannot pour out of an something that is empty. God can only use vessels. One, you have to come to him empty. He has to fill you, right? But I can't walk around filling myself with people's needs because once I'm done, what room does God have to come and say, Abby, here, I want to pour into you. So God had to teach me through dating. He's yeah. like, I need to show you that you are able to say no. You are able to speak up. You are able to say, this is what I want. That is how the self-discovery started. I'm yeah. like, mm, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. I thought I did when I was in that one relationship, I took this a lot and I'm like, no, that's not for me. And God was just showing me you are worthy. You deserve good. You just don't ever think that you deserve to be treated horribly. No, you des just because you were molested, just because you was raped, just because you were violated as a child. It doesn't mean that as an adult that you grow up and you continue allow people to, allowing people to violate you because every time somebody crosses your boundary, it is a violation. It doesn't mean that something sexual or rape had to happen if you cross a line you are violating me and mm -hmm. I have to reassess our relationship to understand hey is this a first time offender or is this continuous because how is this making me feel yeah. as an individual is it breaking me down is it building me up those are the things that led me on that path of self-discovery and rebranding yeah. So, the, so great, great stuff. Great stuff. When you think about the course of experience and um, as you talked about your trauma that was showing up in your adult life in relationships. So I heard you say in the rebranding, whatever he needs to use to get your attention. And so and for you, it was relationships, right? And so you had the, you had your family dynamic and you had relationships. And I heard you say that you know, it was for one, I had to know him. I had to know his direction, but, but then he, but he taught me how to have boundaries and how to value my own voice and what I thought was important to me. And to, then to um, be able to say, no, I want something different. This is not the experience that I want to have. And with those encounters and those experiences and that evaluation of yourself and those experiences, you're like, I have to do different. And, and what people I want you to hear is rebranding is not like, okay, I'm gonna put on a billboard that Abigail or Dr. Lisa Cook, we're new people. No, rebranding is I am understanding who I'm supposed to be. I'm understanding how I'm supposed to listen to the voice of God and let that direct, but also understand how I need to show up. And that all, that means that I'm going to have, say, some notice and things. I'm going to eliminate some situations. I'm going to make sure my boundaries are clear and I understand that I'm going to have a voice that speaks up for myself. And so rebranding is not what I think sometimes people think it's like I'm making this, like I'm a herald, I'm making this announcement, I'm walking through, I'm a new person. No, you just show up to yourself as new. Yep. <laughs> show up to your show, yourself as different. And when you can appreciate yourself as being different, you can then build upon that and fortify that in every experience that you have. Yet you are rebranding yourself because now the next time they come around, they oh no, Abby, no, no, she's she's gonna say no. <laughs> oh yep, yeah, she's not gonna allow that. Oh yep, she's gonna speak up for <laughs> what she thinks is right for her. She's gonna follow the will of God. That is your rebranding. Which exactly. yes, and you know, right when you were, I, I, I'm writing as we're talking to because <laughs> things are coming in my mind. But when when you think about it, when a company rebrands themselves. There's a reason why something is not working within mm -hmm. them. And when something is not working within them, they call together people, right? Hey, this is our finances. This is what our vision is. This is what who we want to speak to. You have to rebrand when 
one, your messaging is not working. The mm. messaging that you are speaking out every day is not pulling in, in business terms, your target audience. Yeah. Now, in real life, your messaging can be wrong because you're speaking out of a place of hurt and pain. Yeah. So every time you open your mouth to speak, you are pulling in people who also have not done the work. You're pulling in people who are narcissists. You're pulling in people who like to gaslight. You're pulling in all these people. And you're like, but God, why is the same thing happening? And God is like, let me tell you something. You need to go back, sit down in my presence and allow me to rebrand you because you're, you, it's all wrong because the inner you is wrong. Your soul the, right. Your soul is wrong. You have you're carrying too much baggage within you, and that's why the Bible says, "Cast your cares onto the Lord." And that means to cast something means to forcefully throw it at the feet of God. So that means that I don't I don't have the capacity to carry around my trauma. But I know someone who does, and his name is Jesus. So whenever I get overwhelmed, instead of me trying to be all this, everything that everyone wants me to be, I instead take it and say, God, this is what the world is saying about me. This is what my mama said. This is what my daddy said. They said that I would never graduate. They said I would never make it out. But God, I'm taking it and I'm casting it onto your feet and you beautify me. Yeah, that's a beautiful, that's some exciting, exciting stuff right there, Abigail, because the truth of God's word is so powerful. And I'm listening to you share that. I, it reminds me of that scripture when Paul says, um, um, I, I sought the Lord three times to remove this thorn from my side. And, and he didn't. And then he and then Paul said, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient well, for you. And Paul said, I'd rather boast in my weaknesses, right? So the power of Christ can rest upon me. And so what you just described there is, yes, there are things that we've been through and we are overcoming them and we are getting stronger and better. But there are days that things, that residual shows up and I need to not use my own power and strength. I need to go back to God and say, the power of Christ rests upon me. So you can keep cleansing me and keep moving my soul to a place of healing and wholeness and clear clarity, right? <laughs> moving it, all that stuff out of there. So the, as you said, before the rebranding, the messages that I'm speaking from my heart and soul mm -hmm. is not going to attract that negative yucky. Exactly. That was somebody else's stuff that I took yes. upon myself and started adopting to live by. And that really is not where I'm supposed to be because mm -hmm. that goes against who God created me to be. Yep. You some good stuff in this conversation. And so I hope that our listeners are hearing um, the nuggets of truth that she is laying down before us as we talk about this idea your language matters, but your language only changes when you are able to go before God and really be raw and honest and go within yourself and do the work to clean yourself up. You know, Ayana Van Zandt, her slogan was always like, do the work. You got to do the work. It doesn't, you know, it's not going to happen just because, oh, yep, I'm here. <laughs> nope. You got to do some things. You got to really look at your thoughts, your, your uh, environment, the internal conversations, what you speak out and mm -hmm. all of that stuff that you need to purge, right? From your spirit. The Bible says, I believe it's in uh, John, third John one and two. He says that I, I wish that you all would be, would prosper and be in good yes. health. Yes. He says that your soul would prosper. No, yes. And the, the bottom line is, is that he, God created us to be, um, in his image, he created us to have prosperity, not just, not in just wealth, but in physicality and our yes. health and our mental, but our soul, our soul prosper. That means he wants our psychological self, our mental self, our emotional self to be prosperous. That means, that means success. <laughs> so it can't be successful. As you noted, if my rebrand, my branding is a message of destruction, my branding is a message of doom. Right. And so mm -hmm. You are saying some good points. So let so let's pick that back up. Some other things of nuggets you want to practicality you want to offer to our listeners about rebranding. You talked about the message. Are there any other points that you want to highlight? It, it, the Bible talks about renewing of the mind. You have to renew the mind, and I think that's one of the hardest places that healing can come through. Like your mind, you're so used to thinking a certain way, being a certain way, but you have to renew your mind. And how does that look like for me personally? I, and sometimes I still catch myself doing it. I'm the type of person I, 
I analyze things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, and, and it's a part of like what I've studied. Um, if you, in psychology, you have to understand how data works. Mm-hmm. You have to understand how trends work and you have to understand why is a pattern happening. But what I was doing is, I wasn't leaving it in psychology. I was mm-hmm. taking that mindset everywhere with me, overanalyzing, overthinking, exhausting myself. And you have to renew your mind. And the only way you can see the enemy puts a picture of who we think we are in our minds. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible says we pull down every imagination. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say word. That's right. That's, it's he the said mind. E- imagination because you imagine yourself a certain way there's a picture that is correlated with your with your failure in a sense how you think you are how you think you appear to people Mm -hmm. oh if you think that you're this shy um this shy insecure person and that's the image of yourself in your mind that is how you will always be that's correct And you have to renew your mind. You have to put new images. You have to speak kind to yourself. You owe yourself everything. Because if you don't show up the way that God wants you to show up, you cannot even affect the people that he has called into your life. True. I agree with you. I wholeheartedly. And um, the imagery the mind is where where lots of us as a clinician, as a cognitive behavioral, you know, I, I believe in that cognitive behavioral approach. I believe in that psychoanalytic approach. And you, what you think is what you say and is what you do and is what you become. And so if you cannot see yourself beyond the scope, um, in my book, I wrote about removing that fog, like you're, that mm. fog just kind of is covering you, that shame, that mm. all those negative, and it's like covering, you cannot see that beauty and the uniqueness and the excellence of who God created you to be. And so what I heard you say to us as listeners, as women, as people, that what is the image that you see? If that image that you see in your life is a limit, an image that's restrictive, or limiting, then you have to come back around and give grace to yourself and and try to, and you know what, if you can't see it right now, um, draw something, go to a magazine, go to a book where you can see who I want to get to. So I need to have a visual. So I can't see it today, but I need to, I need to have a visual so I can try to get there. Let that, let that image, you see it every day. Yes. Say it to yourself, put it on your phone, do what you got to do. And then speak that to yourself every single day. I do that every day as well. Uh, tell yourself the truth, yes. but you have to actually know what the truth is. Yes. And, and it's the counter what you've already been kind of conditioning mm-hmm. yourself to say. And so understand what that truth is, finding that truth. If you need to, an image, find an image that you think may be who you are and God will find it. Yes. And as you continue to tell yourself what God is telling you about yourself, mm-hmm. um, that you're fearfully, wonderfully made, that he loves you, that He his, his love is unconditional. Mm-hmm. Right, that he's forgiven you. He will vindicate you. There's no shame that he removes the shame, all that, all that from you. Yes. And so you, that renewal of your mind, you're correct. It's an everyday, all day, all day. thing that you have to do. I find for myself, if I'm not vigilant, I was just talking to my brother about this. He's like, he's like, I got to keep my mental awareness high and my spiritual mm-hmm. awareness high. Right. And so if you're not vigilant and I say that for myself, then I will creep back into all that stuff. That's yeah. not supposed to be there. So you got to mm-hmm. continually, constantly. So you are retraining your brain, rewiring your brain, right? Building yeah. that muscle memory to see you as you're supposed to be seen. So I'm just tracking for our audience that you said yeah. the message that I speak needs to mm-hmm. be cleaned out mm-hmm. and the renewal of my mind. I need to see myself as God has created me to yes. be so I can actually mold and grow into that person yes. as I look to myself as a rebranding and true, a different self that I, that I should be any other points as we um, talk through this, that you want to go highlight? to counseling, <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> I agree. You better find somebody that can help you work through this. I say, you got to do the work. You got to go to work. therapy. Right. I, I mean, as a clinician, I go to, I go to, I go to therapy too. You got to do the work. Yeah. Um, you know, that it's going to take a little bit more and you need that support. Right. And CBT, like what you you know, you talked about cognitive behavioral, it works. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. once you put yourself 
you're in a place, maybe someone is afraid to speak, mm -hmm. but then maybe you go to therapy and your therapist tells you, well, this is what we're going to do every week. You're going to go out. Um, you're going to go to a place and speak for just two minutes, only two minutes. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And you do that. And then all of a sudden you start feeling yourself more confident in that area. Therapy works. It mm -hmm. really does. It allows you to see things in a whole different way that you've, maybe you're not able to see why you attract a certain uh, type of person. And maybe the therapist is able to unpack that for you and say, well, when you grew up, you were used to chaotic environments and you were used to living with people who like to live in chaos and now you attract people who are chaotic mm -hmm. because that's what you're used to mm -hmm. you can on, you only feel you're alive if you're with a chaotic person so a therapist will uh, come and help unpack that with you I'm not I know there's some therapists that are into other stuff but I'm telling you find a <laughs> you can find a faith-based um, therapist or even one that you know has good ratings or something but go to counseling therapy even if you need to talk to a pastor have is have someone that you know speaks uh, with wisdom and who has understanding and knowledge so that you you can move your life forward and you won't feel like you're stuck yeah, I think it's, I think it's, we're in this time and space um, in the world that, because there's been years of mental health stigma and people you typically think if I go to therapy, I have all these things wrong. But you know, actually, you know, you know, people, some people um, suffer through or struggle through emotional disruptions. People struggle through trauma. People struggle through life adjustments. People struggle through, there's a lot of things that people are going through. They just, and therapy is a safe space, mm -hmm. a space where, as you just described eloquently, that you can have, there's another person outside of you objectively seeing you experience your life and can offer insights that sometimes because we're in the midst of it all, we cannot see it. Yeah. And, um, and, and if you have um, a person in your life that can do that. Okay, great. But people who have been trained to do that, I think it helps even further, right? Because you know that they can give you activities and things to do exactly. to help you practice the things that you talk about so you can grow. Um, and so I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big on clinical work because I think it is, it does work. And I think mm -hmm. people should not be afraid of it or ashamed of it for yeah. their growth. And so as we kind of bring our conversation um, to, you know, some closure, a couple of things I want to ta tackle because uh, you shared so much with us. Um, um, what are some daily mantras that you say today that keeps you motivated towards the rebranding of Abby Sunday? So what, what are some mantras that you, you can share? I would say Psalms 46 verse five, God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her break will will help her break at the day. And mm -hmm. why that is important to me is this. In order for you to break at the day, in order for God to help you break at the day, that means that you're coming from a place of darkness or night. You are in a place of pain, hurt. But because God is in me and because he's my father and because he loves me, he's going to make sure that I break forth in everything that I do. So every waking moment, even if I get to that place where I feel sad or if I feel like I'm drifting back, I'm like, but God, you are for me. You mm -hmm. are within me. You're not my enemy. You are. My, you love me. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that your thoughts of me are good and not of evil. Th those are things that help me. There's another scripture. Um, I probably uh, it's Psalms, Psalms 45. Uh, but I don't remember it, but it talks about God has blessed you with joy above other people. And what does that do for me? 
I say this to myself all, it says, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. So whenever I feel like I'm drifting into this place, I'm saying, no, that is not who I am because God has anointed me. He has put the oil of joy upon my life and my name, it just so happens to mean father's joy. So I have to carry myself like my father called me. He said, Abigail, your father's joy. So you need to walk around like you are a joyful child. And these are the things that I carry with me, that I speak into myself daily. Jeremiah 29, 11 is something that I usually say to myself daily, because what happens in life is when you are dealing with trauma, when you are dealing with all these situations, it's easy for you to think that God's thoughts towards you are evil and are not of good. And mm -hmm. he does not want to uh, bring you to an expected end. But that is what the devil wants to do. He wants to change. He wants to put these thoughts in your mind so you can forget who you are. And that mm -hmm. is why developing yourself in God like Psalms 46, five says, God is within me. I have to allow God to take his place within me so I can become everything that he has called me to be. Because when there's something that I always like telling people, when a caterpillar is on the journey of becoming a butterfly, the caterpillar has to stop at a point, go in a cocoon. And while in that cocoon, what is happening? There is the process that is changing the caterpillar into the butterfly. But guess what? The cocoon is hardened. Mm -hmm. Something is changing. Something is being shipped or taken out of them they can no longer identify as a caterpillar why that is who I used to be so That's when right. you meet me on my new journey and you see me with the beautiful wings and I'm flying you're like Abigail but you used to be on the ground but God gave me wings and now I can fly and that's and that's a beautiful illustration. And we've heard we hear of that caterpillar illustration a lot when we talk about transformation. And as we think through our life journey and coming to where you've described to us the the, the pain and emotional um, issues and disruptions and changes that you went through to overcome and to remind yourself every day as we talk about rebranding and dis discovery of who who we are comes to discover who God is and his love for us. But then he says, I'm changing you. Yeah. And so since I changed you, I need you to operate as a change agent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need you to operate in the change mm -hmm. space, right? In that change form. Mm -hmm. And so with that change form, I am no longer crawling on the ground. Because when exactly. I was crawling on the ground, all that stuff that was down on the ground and dirty, yeah, I was in it. I was, mm -hmm. that was who I thought I was. And that's why I thought I was supposed to show up in life. But you know what? I'm rising above that because now I'm flying. Guess what? Yeah. When he says, I'll, I'll raise you above your enemies, like uh, uh, he raises you up. That means yeah. now I can see what's coming at me in a different level. And I'm Ooh, a different vantage point. <laughs> exactly. Like and I can see and see where he's taking me. I can trust it, but I'm now I can see the landscape is it's clearer. It's different. And so I'm different. And so we think about this idea of discovering who you really are. Be okay with the fact that, you know what, I, there's some things I need to reconcile. There's some things within my life. You know, God is God, whether you believe in God or not, life in itself is going to put you on your back. Yeah. Whatever situation is, there are going to be some things that are hard to manage. Yes. And so however you choose to move through that, this is a space and time. Instead of us getting angry about that space, because I've been there and mad about why God, why this, why is my life so horrible? Yep. Let's look at this space as a beautiful place of reckoning and yes. reconciliation to discover and to move into who I'm truly supposed to be the yeah. rebranding of that different self operating in that space that takes me higher than what I was. And so you gave us some great um, things to take away. You talked about the rebranding the, from the message, the internal self was coming out to this out, out, outside of us and what's that, what that's bringing in our lives. How do we clean that up? You talked about renewing the mind and how we have to work every single day to make sure that whatever we are thinking about, that we're not giving too much time to the thing that's going to cause us to go downward, inspire us downward, gives time. I did this thing, I think when I, the United Healthcare 
on the uh, Yammer page talked about the 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 butterfly, the firefly journey. And oftentimes we get caught up in all those negative thoughts. But I said, how about if we think about how, you know, the fireflies, we would catch them, we put them in the jar and you mm -hmm. see that sparkling. How about we think about all the positive thoughts we can catch, mm -hmm. right? Catch yeah. the positive thoughts, put them in the jar because you're going to know what there's going to be day when your mind is so heavy and things. I need to go back to that jar. I need to find about four or five positive thoughts. Yeah. To bring them into my own space. So yes. take some time to build positive thoughts into your life, whether it's scripture, whether it's personal affirmations, building yourself up to the positive because we can rewire our brains, our amygdala, our brains. We are malleable. We can rewire towards that nurturing, loving, positive self, but we got to practice it. And we, yes. and we talk about that. And then you said, you know what? Um, in this journey of rebranding to who you truly are, um, is go to therapy, mm -hmm. go to a place where you can have an objective view that will challenge your cognitions, challenge your, your psychological self, your emotional self to show up different, learn the skills, get the toolbox, as I say in therapy, build your toolbox, right? And so you've brought that to us today. Thank you for what you share. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for this, your, the word of God that's in you that you shared to us. I always close out every session with this. What brings you laughter? Tell me what makes you laugh. I actually am a, a silly person. I, I love comedy. <laughs> Those things make me laugh. Um, the things that bring me, like, when, if we talk about laughter, we talk about joy. The mm -hmm. things that bring me joy is just simple things. Just like me going outside in the sun, feeling the sun on my skin. That brings me joy. That brings me peace. That makes me feel good. Even if I feel like, if I feel one of those days, I'm like, I'm going to go outside. And I go to, like, my favorite park or my favorite trail. And I just, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Those are beautiful things. And to, to laugh is such healing medicine. It and is. To have is. that space of peace and contentment and joy. So I just want to thank you again. I, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast today. This, everybody, this has been Abigail Sunday, and she has brought us some nuggets of truth, some transformational information for our living. And as we continue on our journey, um, I hope that you've taken what she said to heart. And I hope that something she said that will resonate in your life and that will allow you to make life impact within yourself and to make it to others as you intersect. And I, I have this scripture that I wrote down before we start and it feels like it's perfect for this as we close out. It says in Isaiah 54, 10, it says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love shall never be shaken nor my covenant of peace will be removed, says the Lord who has compassion towards you. And I know in that context, he's talking to the people of God and all that. And, but when I take that to what we're talking about right now, he says, my unfailing love yes. will never be shaken. That means yes. it is rock solid. And if you don't do anything to get yourself to a place of reckoning, you need to know that you are loved. And if you just take a moment to walk around the landscape of your home, your house, the universe, you can see love, God's love pouring through all those spaces. I hope that you can look for it today and you can embrace it today. And then on top of that, there's a pace that God, God wants you to have peace. And so as you move through this journey, that is one of the goals, love, peace, joy, <laughs> hope, and walking in your true self. So as we close this um, um, podcast today, the Coming Out Forums, this is Dr. Lisa Cook, your host. I hope that you will continue to walk in your power, walk in your authenticity, and walk in your truth. Until next time, everybody, as I always close, peace. As always, we thank you for listening to the Coming Out Forums. It's now your opportunity to do one of three things. Share, subscribe, and leave a comment for us. Let us know how the Coming Out Forums is impacting your life. We'd love to hear from you. As I always say, peace.